The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Well, now it's uh, time to talk gardening. The weather of the past week or so could have fooled us, but summer, believe it or not, is almost here. And one of summer's true joys is the sight and smell of flowers in full bright bloom. Uh, Porik Horkin, our regular horticulturist, is here with me again, and he's got some tips for, for how to get yourself ready for summer in the garden. Porik, good, good morning, morning and welcome. Absolutely. And it, it's been a fabulous spring, really, Pat. I mean, the, you, we can see it in the cherries flowering this year with the camellias flowering with all all the spring flowering plants have been absolutely brilliant this year. Even common things like blackthorn has flowered its head off over the last couple of years. And of course, that's because of the really good summer we've had last year. We're reaping the benefits of it now in springtime. And to reap the benefits of summer colour, you've got to do something now. OK, now what do you sow now? Well, the, the, the planting of summer colour. So typical things like roses should be planted at this time of year. People can start off their hanging baskets and windows, window boxes and patio containers. Summer flowering plants like hydrangea should be planted at this time of year. So all the summer flowering plants, those beautiful big blousy flowers we associate with summer, all the herbaceous cottage garden plants, the lupins, the delphiniums, the foxgloves, they're planted in the month of April to flower later on in the summer. Okay. So gardening is always about planning ahead, the sowing and reaping principles. Now, which of those will just die back and come back again next year? Well, most of what I spoke about, the hydrangeas, the roses, all the perennial plants like the foxgloves, the lupins, they are perennial plants, which means they literally come back year after year mm. and live with us for many years. Peony roses, for example, all those beautiful old cottage garden plants. But summertime is always about hanging baskets as well and window boxes. And of course, they flower from June right through till early autumn, often in or into until winter. you go on holidays and well, you haven't watered them. <laughs> <laughs> certainly last year. So watering and feeding is very important. But listeners should be thinking about planting up their hanging baskets at this time of year. So things like the fuchsias, the geraniums, the trailing petunias. I like to sneak in maybe a, a, a tomato plant or a sm- strawberry plant in the hanging basket as well. So we plant up our hanging baskets, our window boxes, our patio planters now, nurture them indoors for a couple of weeks and then put them outside mm. about the middle of May. Now, um, a strawberry plant, will it fruit in the same year you plant it? Yes, it will. And many of them are actually, if you go to your local garden centre, the flower buds are being initiated already on strawberry plants. So they've kicked into growth. They're becoming to the point of flowering, which is generally about the end of April, early May. So we plant them at this time of year. So if you want your strawberries for Wimbledon this year, now is the time to start planting them. And they will flower and fruit this year. And they fruit for generally three to five years, Pat. Strawberries. And you can simply grow them in window boxes, mm-hmm. patio planters, hanging baskets are out in the garden. Soil. What about other soft fruits? Um, say blueberries? Blueberries, again, can be planted now. And blueberries are an ericaceous plant. They like a lime-free soil. So one of the best ways to grow blueberries is in large pots. Uh, so a big, a big container, fill it with ericaceous compost, put in your, your blueberry plant and it will fruit this year as well. And blueberries fruit for many, many years. They're a very long-lived plant. Of course, they're related to the wild bilberry. And for listeners that may be living in boggy, natured soil or acid soils, blueberries go, grow exceedingly well and, and fruit for many, many years and are a very simple plant to grow and yet a very beautiful plant in the garden because in the autumn, the leaves turn a beautiful scarlet colour. So it's, you can grow it as an now, ornamental shrub. Uh, the other soft fruits like uh, loganberries, yeah. raspberries, taberries, taberries, all of those, uh, gooseberries, they are all planted at this time of year. You'll get a small amount of fruit this year, but you're playing really for the following year. So things like rhubarb, gooseberries, blackcurrants, red currants, white currants, taberries, loganberries, the thornless blackberries, 
can all be planted. Indeed, apple trees, pear trees, cherries, plums, all our fruiting plants should be planted. April is a really great month for planting trees in general, be they fruiting or flowering trees. And of course, we've just celebrated National Tree Week last week. So it's, it's, this is the time of year for planting fruit in particular, but also trees mm. in your garden. Now, what about trees and proximity to a wall, for example? I mean, will some of the roots actually have a right go at your wall or are some of them, they'll just go down and find water yeah, somewhere? Most, most trees, most broadleaf trees, particularly fruiting trees, have a very fibrous root and won't cause any problem, apart from cherries. So cherries tend to stay very close to the surface of the ground. So their roots are literally within six to maybe 12 inches um, from the soil surface. So it's important to, to keep them away from boundaries or walls. That's, that's critically important. Cherries in particular, poplars as well. But for most fruiting plants or ornamental trees, you can simply... Um, it isn't an issue. They have a very fibrous root structure and it's not a problem. But again, get some local garden advice from your local garden centre. Select a tree that's suitable for your location. So we talked last the last time I was in about the Japanese maples, which are lovely for small gardens. But of course, you can get very large trees as well. So it's important to select the tree to suit the location. Now, what about uh, growing, uh, besides fruit, what about veg and other edibles? Again, we're in the perfect time, kitchen herbs, Pat. If you want some nice fresh herbs for Easter, now is the time to actually start planting them. All our vegetable plants as well can be planted at this time of year. So our salad crops should be sown from seed. Or again, if you pop into your local garden centre, the little baby plants are available. The lettuce, the cabbage, Mm -hmm. the kale. All the uh, brassicas, the cabbage, Brussels sprouts, they're all available for planting now. But I always recommend planting some plants and some seed at the same time. So you get this continuous cropping then from June right through to early autumn. A lovely Brussels sprout. Do you like Brussels sprouts? I do. I like them stir-fried. Well, for for listeners that dislike Brussels sprouts, and we have quite a lot of those, there's a lovely... um, mixed between a, a Brussels sprout and a kale and it's called Petite Posy and look for that in your local garden centre it grows like a Brussels sprout mm-hmm. but it produces kale-like little sm- small florets just in the leaf axils so it doesn't create that ball of tight foliage it's a looser foliage lovely in stir fries it can be steamed it can be cooked but it's got a sweeter flavour than the typical Brussels sprout so now is the time Pat for sowing onions garlic all our vegetable plants should be planted now all right. So other jobs so it's a that busy uh, time. April. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're hoping to get sunlight, so therefore, uh, moss killer and so on. A good time if we get dry Absolutely. weather. People are cutting their lawns at the moment. The weather is perfect now for getting on the zero to kill off the moss. Feed your lawns at this time of year as well. Keep continue to cut them about every about a fo- every fortnight now. And it's a great time of year for seeding as well, Pat. If people need to repair lawn areas or they're sowing new lawns or sowing some wildflower seed, April is the month to get out there and start the sowing of plants and the planting of plants. Okay, and are, are we free of frost now, do you think? Is, well, is we're it over? Still, no, no, we're still getting frost at night time. So delicate plants like geraniums, tomato plants, chilli plants, make sure you keep those inside. Don't be tempted to put your, your bedding plants out just yet. There's plenty of time. Even though they're available in local garden centres, hold off for another couple of weeks. The planting of, of things like geraniums really should happen about the middle of May. We've got plenty of time yet. Okay. I've actually now, some of the plants you brought in, I mean, you had to be a leaf of one lemon. Isn't it, isn't it absolutely it's beautiful. beautiful and such a simple brand to grow so this is a geranium called lemon or orange fizz I should say orange fizz but it smells of lemons it's got that beautiful citrus smell it's totally edible both the flowers and the leaves fabulous in drinks in gin and tonic it's absolutely fabulous I can, I can uh, vouch Just for that. that but it also is a terrific plant indoors Pat on your windowsill because it creates that lovely citrus smell which the flies hate so okay. get yourself a, a little geranium called 
orange fizz. Orange fizz. Beautiful variety. You've got some peppers. I, I presume they had to be grown indoors, yeah. but they're ready to eat. They were, the seed from this particular pepper was sown back in November. We grew it through the winter indoors in a heated greenhouse and you can see already the fruit is ready to pick. Now this plant will continue to grow and I really brought it into studio because now is the time of year to grow chilies and peppers and tomatoes indoors on your windowsill or in your greenhouse or tunnel. You've got plenty of time yet. I also brought you in some flowering colour. So a lovely plant called Convolvulus nearum, which is a white flowering shrub. Lovely silver foliage and white flowers and it retains the leaf 12 months of the year. And probably one of my favourite summer flowering plants is a plant called Euryops. It's got these beautiful daisy yellow flowers. It flowers from now until October. Isn't that hard to believe? Nearly six months of colour. A really, really simple plant to grow. And I brought you in some herbs as well because this is the time of year for planting herbs, particularly for Easter use. So a little bit of rosemary, a little bit of sage for your lamb at Christmas. And you'll be showing all of these uh, plants on On Facebook Facebook Live Live in a while. So uh, some of the questions coming in. I have an area of the garden that is in total shade all of the time, never sees any sun. What do you recommend for growing there? I love colour. That's from Paul. Okay, so if you want particularly shrubs with nice colour, something evergreen there's two great plants that really do well in shade one is is called Fatsia spider's web it's got really large leaves with these lovely white and green leaves so it gives a really bright punchy colour to a shaded area or a Cuba crotonifolia which means it's like a croton it's got these lovely bright yellow foliage green and white speck of leaves white flowers Berries in the winter, very attractive shrub. But also plants like astilbes give lovely flower colour. Um, something like the lamium, which has both variegated foliage and pink flowers. Hostas, of course, do really, really well in shade. And ferns give lovely colour as well. So primulas are in flower at the moment. Primula denticulata, it's got these little drumstick like flowers in purple and white and pink. They're fabulous in shade as well. So there's lots of really and, good plants. So go to the garden centre. Go to your take garden centre. They'll advise you on shade loving plants. I'm looking for some lawn advice. I've a shaded mossy area in the garden. The grass in the rest of the lawn is a bit thin but free of moss and thatch. Should I kill the moss then overseed the whole lot? Any tops for uh, any tips for overseeding? That's okay, so first of all, now is the time to get rid of the moss. And my advice is really to get rid of that, put the zero on, that'll kill off the moss. And then go to your local garden centre and get a shade mix of lawn seeds. So they're pretty different type. Lawn seed is like buying tea. It's a mixture of different varieties, mm-hmm. species of grasses. So there are particular uh, mixes for shade-loving areas. So make sure you get a box of shade-loving lawn seed. Put that into the area. That'll tolerate the shade so much better. And it's a great time of year if you do need to reseed or repatch an area. April is the time and the weather is perfect mm-hmm. at the moment. And the frost at night, Pat, won't have any damage whatsoever on the germination of grass seed. Uh, question for Porik. I tried PAC on my roof to clear uh, of yellow moss. It's so on about two weeks. It was put on on a lovely dry day. I drenched it. Right. It hasn't worked, what? hasn't done much to it at all. Uh, it's not too heavy a moss. Any help? Well, what I would do, so this is the pack treatment, which is used specifically for moss and hard surface areas and on roofs. So the listener did exactly the right thing. My suggestion is to put it on a little bit heavier. It's generally a 1 to 10 mix. If you put it at 1 to 6, you get a far better kill. Um, So try that. It's very, very effective. And a day like today, a dry day, you'll find it very effective. It should kill the moss within 7 days. So my advice is to to repeat, but put it on at a heavier dose of 1 to 6 mix. Uh, I'm looking for a short-rooted carrot, please. Suitable for growing in a raised bed and also for pots. Something easy and quickly maturing. Okay. Uh, So there's two varieties I'd recommend. There's a carrot called Rondo, which is actually like a golf ball. It's small, 
rounded mm-hmm. uh, fruits. It's ready within a six to eight week period. So you can sow the seed now at this time of year and you'll be picking it around the end of May, the first week of June. Early Nantes is another variety that you can pick early. So when they, the roots are roughly about four to six inches, you can harvest them. And again, if you sow them now, they'll be ready in six weeks' time. So Ronda or Early Nantes are two short-stemmed carrots and brilliant for raised beds. And this one. Love to grow a selection of kitchen herbs on my apartment balcony. What raised growing bed could I use? Well, you could. There's, there's quite a lot available on the market. Probably the best one is the veggie pod. It's a very simple one. It retains water. It has a covered structure as well. And the plants will grow 50% faster uh, in, the, in the veggie pod. But any of the raised beds are really good. And now is the time of year for planting herbs, as I mentioned earlier. But you can also grow things like strawberries. You can also grow some of your salad crops as well in a raised bed. I have a raised growing table. I plant it with salad plants, herbs and strawberries each year, but the slugs seem to beat me to the bumper harvest every summer. Is there an organic way to keep the slugs in check? Well, believe it or not, there's actually an organic pellet. You can buy a slug pellet called a razor that's 100% organic. It's got the organic symbol on it. So it's very mm. safe for pets, for children, for birds. It kills it them. It won't, it won't affect any... any but, but it, it kills, kills the slug. Okay. It kills the slugs. The other thing you can do, Pat, if you have a raised bed, you can get copper tape. So in your local garden centre, it's like sellotape, but it's actually copper. Yeah. And slugs and snails won't cross copper. They get an electric shock from copper. So they won't physically cross the barrier. So it's a physical barrier. The copper, once they touch it, it actually stops them from, from going up on the raised bed. So try the copper tape, but also you can use the pellet called Eraza. It's 100% organic and very safe to use. Uh, Porik, you gave me great advice on how to take care of a sunflower my son brought home from school. It's thriving, great, but the cat swiped at the stem <laughs> of the plant and damaged it. Will it heal itself? My boy wanted to put a plaster on it, <laughs> but I'm sure that is not a good idea. Is there anything I can do? Well, it depends how badly it's been damaged. What I would do is just get a, a, a nice stout bamboo cane, tie it up. It may heal itself you've still got plenty of time for sowing the seeds of sunflower seed. So sow them now indoors, cover them with a bit of cling film, they'll germinate within four or five days and you, and you can pretend, uh, you can replace the plant again, you know, maybe in a week or a fortnight. But it depends how badly the stem is damaged, Pat. Put a bamboo cane on it, it may re-heal itself and, and keep the cat away from it. OK, maybe time for one more before you head off to Facebook Live. We had our front lawn re-sown last June and we've had a massive growth of red shank weed what can I do this spring to get rid of it from Damien? Well, Damien, you, you'll actually find the mowing of the grass. If you start to mow the grass on a regular basis, red shank will actually die out. So you don't need to use a herbicide to, to kill it off. Red shank needs to be able to grow tall, to flower and to, to flourish. Regular mowing of the lawnmower will actually eliminate it. So it's not a long-term weed of lawn. So regular mowing once a week, get it back into nice, neat condition and the red shank will and die away. Well. You'll exhaust it. You'll yeah. exhaust yeah. it. It exactly. keeps trying, but... It'll it, it within, within two months the rate shank will be okay, gone. Okay well Porik's going to answer more of your questions and of course show you all the plants on Facebook Live so go to facebook.com forward slash news talk FM and there you'll find Porik Horkin in just a few minutes time. Porik thank you. 